Welcome. Please accept John and Jim's invitation to join them as they once again ask each other, what do you think about? Hey, Jim, it's been a while since we've covered some topics and things, and there's a lot of things I have little follow-up bits of information on, so I thought we'd do kind of a grab bag, basically things that are not big enough to support an entire half-hour conversation, but, you know, something we could talk about for five or ten minutes here or there. What do you think? Cool, 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 cool. I've got a couple of things that I've run across, yeah. All right, cool. One of the things that uh, I think really fascinated me personally was the admission last year by the U.S. Navy that the footage of the tic-tac was uh, authentic, right? Right. And that it, we're starting to get press in the in major newspapers and things like the New York Times and stuff about how the UAPs might actually be alien phenomena. That just sent my little heart a Twitter. But uh, one of the things that is, you know, recent news is all of the uh, COVID stuff, right? So we've had all these COVID relief plans dressed up by the government. And in one of the COVID relief bills that was passed into law and resulted in a check for everybody, right? That one set a six-month deadline for the Director of National Intelligence to produce a report detailing everything the government knows about UAPs. And this report is for the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. And it's supposed to be an unclassified report with a classified section if they need it. So the date that is six months after the passing of that law or that bill is June 25th, 2021. I was very excited to see this in here. And I thought that was the strangest thing that somebody would put this into the COVID bill. Ah, They're always throwing pork in there. Yeah, but this doesn't really seem porky. Maybe the aliens started COVID. Oh, maybe they did. So it's interesting, too, that over the last few months leading up to this report, have been dribs and drabs of information coming out of various agencies. Like uh, now there are a couple of photographs that the Navy says are real. They look kind of like balloons in the sky, to be honest with you. I mean, they're just kind of like little shapes off in the distance. Yeah, yeah. But the Navy says they're real. And also, one of the things that is inevitable is, you know, they started the Department of Homeland Security because everything is siloed. Well, that's what they've done with this, too. All of this UAP information is all siloed up in various departments and agencies in the government. And now they're saying that any like the uh, CIA and the National Intelligence Agency are reluctant to share their information. Aren't they always? And uh, my favorite politician ever, Mark Rubio from Florida, right? He's saying there's going to be a delay now. They can't possibly produce this report by that date. They got to come up with a believable cover story. Well, I think the other half too, right? Is I don't think there's any teeth in the legislation. I don't. Th I don't think there's a penalty for not producing this document. A stern reprimand from a congressional committee. Yeah, yeah, big deal, right? They'll they'll go and they'll hand them a ten-page document that says we don't know anything. Might be drones, right? Whatever. They're not going to say anything really because it's 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 supposed to be non-classified. But you'll see a lot of blogs and and podcasts are getting pretty worked up about this impending deadline for this report. And just between you and me, I really don't think it's going to come to much. Right. They may as well not get their panties in a bunch. Wait for the day after. <laughs> That's right. It always piques my interest when they when they try to do these kinds of things. And then I always think it through and think, yeah, there's no way they're going to say what's going on. Yeah, you know what? So, I mean, that's what Project Blue Book was supposed to be. Yes. You know, look what it came up with. What, the 95% were all explained away and 5% were unable to be explained and left hanging there. So Yeah, but but those weren't given any credibility. They were always, well, this dude's crazy. So, yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath on this. Right. 
I, I am curious to see what comes of it. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, if it's alien, then the government's going to have to admit that they've been sitting on this shit for years, right? Right. But they're not going to want to say how much aid or what they've figured out or any of this kind of stuff they've gotten from recovering alien craft or whatever, because they don't want the Chinese or the Russians to figure out what they've done. So they're not going to say, oh, yeah, we developed this and that technology off of this stuff and all that. They're, they're never going to say that. And they're not going to say, oh, this is a Chinese drone or this is an unmanned Russian aircraft. Yeah, because then the cat's out of the bag. We know they're what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they're, they're going to have to talk about how they know that it's them and all this other kind of stuff. They're not going to give that away. Plus, they'll never admit that they're not top dog in the sky. Anyway, I, I don't expect much to come out of it. I would love that event that you described back in our our earlier episode about what would you do with aliens, right? Where I would like disclosure to be on the UN general secretary's floor saying it's real, but that is not what's going to happen. Well, we have till June. what did you say? June uh, 21st. 21st. That's only a month and a half away. Yeah. It's getting close, but that's why I'm saying I'm not expecting much. So what's been tickling your fancy? Uh, I found a space related article too, that I thought was a little interesting. Arizona scientists suggest turning moon into Earth's lunar repository. This is a AP story. You know how we have those seed banks yeah. like in Iceland and the one got ruined because of global warming. And it flooded, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, now this Jakan Thanga, he's a professor of aerospace and mechanical engineering. Uh, he and some of his students presented a paper saying, hey, why don't we uh, use the caverns of the moon to store this kind of stuff? It'll be underground, so it'll be protected from the solar radiation. There won't be any decay that comes just from natural forces here on Earth. I think it's accessibility is a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's a, a great idea on paper, but uh, we got to get back to the fucking moon first. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Have we been there? <laughs> well, yeah, we got to get to the moon <laughs> and uh, before we can take these seeds up there. Well, I mean, I guess you could just when you're walking around on the moon as an astronaut to dig a little hole, reach in your pocket, drop them in the dirt, cover them up. But yeah, I thought it was a neat idea. Yeah, I did too. L little... Uh, a little expensive and and if anything would happen where we needed to make a uh withdrawal from the repository well why would we need it there's some global disaster exactly. or some horrible war that's wiped out everything are we still going to have working spaceships to go up and get them so yeah what is a neat thought it is a neat idea i mean i read the same story and i thought this is a great idea and then i thought another second and i thought well how the hell do you get to it if you need it <laughs> <laughs> right? It just totally seems odd. Really, really good idea on paper, like you said. Well, maybe he can get government funding and do with some shit with it, so why not, right? Jesus Christ, we can't get government funding for infrastructure. How are we going to get government funding to put seeds on the moon? Well, I agree. What else you got? Oh, what I got then is, so along with the whole UFO announcement from the Pentagon, all this other kind of shit, right? Did you see that the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences has imploded? I imagine that. Yeah, the whole organization seems to have fallen apart. But you always kind of question the credibility of these guys anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so Luis Alizondo, the guy who was kind of the whistleblower on the UAPs from the Navy, uh, he's no longer affiliated. And then Tom DeLong is on hiatus, I guess. 
And then another guy who's an older gentleman whose name I didn't recognize. I think he just had money. He seems to be the only one trying to keep the thing together. And I think that's because he needs, he's trying to raise money with it by selling stock. But it just seems very shystery to me. Even if the people are authentic and enthusiastic and credible, the organization itself seems very odd. Yeah, it's not going in my retirement portfolio. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I just thought you'd get a kick out of that little tidbit. Maybe we'll have to keep tabs on that, though, to see if it gets wackadoo. Oh, it will. It's going to be fun. Yeah. There's a new UFO documentary called The Phenomenon. And former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, he's from Nevada, right? And he admits that the federal government's been covering up UFO stories for years. Yeah, he said that a while ago. Well, he's been saying it still, and he's saying it a little louder now. He's just pretty vocal about the whole thing. And he recently came on the record. Some people were questioning Luis Elizondo's credentials. Like, did he actually do these things that he said he did for the government and all those claims and his bona fides, right? Right. So his bona fides were all under question. And Harry came out and said, nope, all true. He's absolutely a great guy and upright citizen and, yep, completely supported. So the stuff he's saying is true, is true at least as far as Harry Reid and, and funding the projects and doing all that stuff is. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's uh, heartening. It is. I mean, if little bits and pieces start coming out and people really do agree that they're credible. Right. At people at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Too many people say that it's real. And uh, the people in the government are breaking ranks and making statements themselves. So, yeah. Right. Cool beans. Well, I found a ghost incident from March of this year. There's a not haunted house for sale in a Boston suburb. A not haunted? Yeah. I usually don't have to put that on my on my realty sign. There's this house outside of Boston, and one of the neighbors drove by and noticed that there was something off about the for sale sign. It had big letters that said, not haunted. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a selling point, I guess. She sent out a tweet uh, saying that this just went up around the corner and I have so many questions. <laughs> That's exactly right. I would too. Nobody's claiming uh, responsibility. The realtor says they didn't put it up there. So they think it's just somebody pranking somebody. You know, That's excellent. I'd like to live in that neighborhood, but they think they can do that kind of stuff, wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. Related to this whole Harry Reid thing and all these other folks coming out, right? There's a guy named John Ratcliffe who was uh, on Fox News and was being interviewed by host Maria Bartolomo about what he knows about UAPs. And he was the director of national intelligence under the Trump administration. Uh-huh. And she asked him about, you know, what about this UFO stuff that everybody's all excited about? And he said, I'm going to read this quote for you. There are a lot more sightings than have been made public. This comes from the uh, Washington Examiner newspaper. March 20. 2021 edition. Some of those have been declassified. And when we talk about sightings, we're talking about objects that have been seen by Navy or Air Force pilots. Now, here's the big reveal. Or have been picked up by satellite imagery that frankly engage in actions that are difficult to explain. Movements that are hard to replicate that we don't have the technology for. Or traveling at speeds that exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. See, these better be aliens because <laughs> if somebody else has that technology and we don't, we're screwed. Well, yeah, we'll steal it. After saying that there have been sightings all around the world, Ratcliffe insists 
that all of these UAPs that people are talking about are only part of the bigger picture. He says, quote, usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things, and some of these are unexplained phenomena, and there are quite a few more than have been made public. I like that. Yeah, I do like it. So he's pretty much, yeah, he's pretty much admitting that you can see them on satellites, you can see them other ways, and that it's not just a pilot looking around and seeing it on an occasional radar, that they must be prevalent. I read a book 20 years ago, I wish I still had the book, that was written by a guy that used to run NORAD. He was in the, in the Air Force and running NORAD, right? They got to the point where they, they quit issuing any alerts about UAPs being on radar, because they would get these radar tracks for them, because there was nothing they could do about it. They would initially the policy was to scramble fighters and go check it out, right? But it was so common that he got tired of the calls at night and they just decided that it doesn't pose a credible threat. And so they didn't have to scramble fighters every time they got alerts. You can see that clip on uh, Fox News, though, from um, this interview with John Ratcliffe. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. In February of this year, a woman in Alaska found uh, something alien in her outhouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, no comment. What was, what was this one about? This is uh, from an AP story. An Alaska woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry, and she was attacked by a bear from below. From under the outhouse? From in the shit portion. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, my grandpa had a, an outhouse. This was He lived in rural Ohio, and, and he, they didn't have plumbing out that way yet. That was my biggest fear, because he told me that there could be a snake in it, and you need to watch out. Yeah, we had one behind. We called it the gray garage, because it was a block garage that was never painted, so it was gray. And behind it, my grandpa had built a uh, outhouse, a two-holer, that we called the stink pot whizzed in there a lot but i i never shit <laughs> i was like i'm all in the house yeah unfortunately i didn't have an alternative this poor woman her name was shannon stevens said i got out there and sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my butt right as i sat down i jumped up and i screamed what had happened and they figure the bear got inside the outhouse through an opening at the bottom of the back door. I never knew they had back doors. Well, you got to clean it out. You know, ours was just a big pit. And I guess when it filled up, they were just going to cover it with dirt and then move over. Cover it with dirt. Yeah. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game Wildlife Management suspects that it was a black bear based on photos of the tracks that were seen. Personally, I'd guess it was a brown bear. Oh. 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 Yeah, well, there is no Alaskan brown bear, okay? So I thought that was, uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> and uh, Shannon Stevens rounded out the article by saying, I'm just going to be better about looking inside the toilet before sitting down, for sure. It's crazy. The only thing you used to have to worry about was your husband leaving the seat up. But now, at least in Alaska, you got to worry about him leaving a bear. One of the fun things, though, that, that I, I'm kind of torn on this whole stuff, you know, like um, WikiLeaks, right? There's no vetting of the information, right? There's nobody saying, yep, this is all real or any of that other kind of stuff. It's just a bunch of docs. Well, who needs there. that? Yeah, who needs that? But there have been a whole lot of documents going up from various intelligence agencies around the world, the Israeli 
and the Russian in particular, where they've got lots of references to UAPs that they've tracked and studied since the 1980s. So these PDFs I was looking at, they go back to the 1980s. And the, the best part was, is that all of them pretty much, well, the Israeli one, not, the, not so much the Russian ones, but the Israeli one says, uh, go get the Americans and find out what they think. Then you don't see anything more. And I, I don't know if it's a, a question of security or whatever, but so many of these things could be faked that I, I, I hesitate to use WikiLeaks as anything credible. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Sure. Even though some of the stuff that's up there has led to major journalistic Pulitzer Prize reporting. Hopefully they'll, they'll get some of this stuff. You know, I can't wait till June 21st to see what this turns into. June 22nd, we'll follow up. Yes, June 22nd, exactly. I'm still stuck in the outhouse. The other thing that I came across that I found was interesting is that scientists now know why wombat poop comes out in cubes. Cube turds. Yeah. Those cute little kangaroo things, they uh, poop cubes. And somehow, doesn't that make them just that much more adorable? And it's always been a mystery until January of 2021. A team of scientists finally cracked the science behind wombat poo and published their findings in the Soft Matter Journal. Really? I shit you not. I, I just Googled images of wombat poop. Yeah? You know what it looks like? A dye. Uh, well, it's not quite a dye, but it looks more like a brownie. And it is sort of cubic, can be flatter than cubic, but it's definitely got square sides. What in the hell is that about? Do they have a square butt? Actually, their intestines are of a non-uniform stiffness that mold the corners of wombat feces, or what researchers from the Georgia Institute of Technology, the University of Tasmania, and Taronga Conservation Society have, uh, have determined after dissecting wombats that have been hit by vehicles. Man, you got to really be interested in why this stuff is square to go off and do that, or there's money in it. Yeah. Somebody needs a PhD, I guess. You got to work on something to get it done. Patricia Yang of the Georgia Institute of Technology said it could help detect colon cancer or even assist companies in developing new ways of creating cube-shaped products. Well, that I could see. Like, this would be an easy way to make cookies or something, I think. Well, you did say they look like brownies. Strange, I thought. Uh, anyway, whatever. Strange. I, th I found one here that I thought you would get a kick out of. So there have been three sightings, at least in Florida, of Bigfoot. Bitch ass. Yeah, no kidding. So um, if you start Googling around, you'll find it. And um, there are, it's kind of a stupid video in that you really can't see anything, right? And they, they say it's a reenactment of what they saw. So again, kind of a stupid video. But basically, these guys were uh, wandering through a field. And often the distance from the field between these, you know how they clear cut um, the trees where there's power lines? Mm -hmm. So there's an opening in the, between the two trees, right? So there's a tree line on one side, tree line on the other, and, you know, power lines as far as the eye could see. Bigfoot steps out, walks across the little grass area, and walks into the woods at a distance of about maybe, I'd say, 300 yards. Interesting. I've also heard that they use those clear cuts for migration. It's easier than fighting your way through the undergrowth in the woods. Well, good. Good for that. I also found a couple of uh, Bigfoot 
related articles. Okay. Did you hear that the Oklahoma State Representative Justin Humphrey wants to create an official Bigfoot hunting season? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't want people to kill it. He wants them to trap a live one. No, kill the damn thing. and We can pull its body back and worry about trapping him later. I'm glad that he said uh, no killing. I, I Like we discussed before, I don't know if I could do it. And if, if he was pushing for a, a kill law, maybe we need to make a Justin Humphrey hunting season too. I have a second Bigfoot article. This is from Charlotte, North Carolina. A woman invented a spray that she says will attract any Bigfoot within a mile and a half. And how does she know this? When asked, how do you know it works? She said, that's a tough question. I guess I could ask you, how do you know it doesn't work? Well, that's clever of her to turn it around like that, huh? Now, the article goes on to say there is anecdotal proof her spray does, in fact, attract the Bigfoot. Field tests have been done, and they include a recent outing by the research group Bigfoot 911, in which a Bigfoot sighting was reported. It happened in the first week of August 2020 in the woods of McDowell County, and the report made national news. Webb, the uh, inventor, goes on to say, I think that's enough to say that it can attract a Bigfoot. <laughs> I'd say that, too. I, well, I'd take it, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I, this isn't so far-fetched because me, now, I've devised a spray. Well, it's more of a gas, actually, uh -huh. that, re that repels women and men, come to think of it. Well, it, trust me. Trust me. I think it does repel people. I might have been part of your beta test. Yeah. Well, I've yet to think of a way to bottle and sell it, though, so... I'm ass out. On a similar note, I saw a TikTok where a guy hooked up a funnel and a piece of plastic tubing, routed that under his boss's door, and then ripped one through the tube. <laughs> and um, I thought that was pretty damn clever. <laughs> yeah, that is good. I wish I had done that to Dave Carl. Yeah, absolutely. There's also been a few more Bigfoot sightings, though, in California and Ohio. Yay. Go Ohio. Yeah. No kidding. The big thing that's weak about all these things, right, is there's video for the one from Ohio, but. Wait a minute. This isn't that lame ass <laughs> salt fork video, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but it ain't no Bigfoot. <laughs> my sister made sure to tell me about that one have you watched it I, oh yeah i've watched it i thought it was pretty damn funny i was going to send you to it and let's get your reaction <laughs> uh did you see the security footage though from the lady's um ring doorbell of like a little dinosaur running by her house i did see that as a matter of fact i just looked at it um uh, i think it was just this past saturday it's messed up isn't it yeah, but I also read if you slow it down, you can kind of see that it's a dog trailing a uh, a lead. Oh. oh, sorry to whiz on that for you. Don't be, don't be, don't be hard. Yeah, you're harsh in my mellow, man. But it might have been a, a raptor. I don't know, man. I don't know. At first glance, it sure looked like one. it did, didn't it? Yeah, he was a quick little bastard, dude. 
Well, that's why it was made it so much fun was because he, he was like, zoop, went right by. But yeah, well, I'm out of ammo. So if you got any more, you can keep shooting. Okay. There was a um, Luis Elizondo interview because I'm still stuck on all this UFO stuff, right? Because I'm just ate up, Jimmy. I'm just ate up with it. <laughs> and um, he was saying that the, the basic position of the government is, is that, in, in his words, right, quote, I am not a UFO guy. I am an investigator, and my job was simple, to collect the data and speak the truth. There is something in our skies. We don't know what it is, and we don't know how it works, and we don't know fully what it can do. We don't know who is behind the wheel. We don't know its intentions, and there isn't a damn thing we can do about it. He doesn't have an answer for what any of this is, and because he was part of that ATIP pro- project, right, with Harry Reid, mm-hmm. he wasn't in the official chain of command for, like, the Department of National Intelligence or, or any of these these agencies, any of those alphabet soup baby agencies, right? So he wasn't in that chain, but they definitely have information and things, and his concern is, is that it's if it's not extraterrestrial, that it's the largest intelligence gathering failure by the United States since 911. That's what I said earlier. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's alien because if it ain't and it ain't ours, yeah. Yeah, the implications are ugly. You know, I, I'm kind of out of bullets too because I just want to go through the UFO stuff because that's all I'm ever ate up with. All righty. Well, then I just want to thank the uh, HuffPost.com for all of my articles. And uh, if you want to usher us out with the closing, we'll say goodbye. Cool. What Do You Think About is co-written by John Gordos and Jim Dimmermuth. Our theme music, In Suspense, is provided by PodSummit.com. Thanks to Hunter Dimmermuth for production assistance. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners. Please take the time to rate our podcast on your favorite listening platform. And drop us a line at WDOUTA at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page, anchor.fm slash WDOUTA for updates on releases. Copyright 2021 by John Gordos and Jim DeMaroth. Uh, if you waited around to see if there were any outtakes with this episode, there aren't. So you may as well uh, turn it off right now.